comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumasi, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 6. He said, the Lord speak unto us, saying, you have dwelt long enough in this mount. You have come past this mountain long enough. Turn ye northward. Turn ye northward. John chapter 5 verse 5 to 9. We can do the New Living Translation. One of the men lying there have been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? I can't say, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. That's what we have been looking at. Stagnation is when some people are always getting ahead of you. After this season, no one goes ahead of you. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. After this season, others will follow your lead. Others will follow your lead. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus told him, stand up. Pick up your mat and walk. And instantly, Verse number nine. The man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath. We are looking at supernatural forces of advancement. Amen. That's what we have been exploring. How to engage the spiritual forces that can bring us forward and give us progress. We are dealing with overcoming stagnation. We said that the reason why certain things are still and standing at one place for us is that there are certain forces that are keeping them at one place. And last two nights, we, we touched on the force of praise and thanksgiving. Say the force of praise, the force of praise. And, thanksgiving. and thanksgiving. And then last night, we touched on the force of what? Prayer. How many of you have made some prayers today? I told you the prayer is not here. The prayer is in your closet. Jacob was left alone and he prayed his way into next levels. Receive grace to pray your way into next levels. In the mighty name of Jesus. I'm looking at the force of wise counsel. The force of wise counsel. The force. The force. Wise counsel is one of those critical forces required for progress and advancement in life. By wise counsel, you can accomplish in one year what has taken someone five years to accomplish. By wise counsel, mountains can be leveled down as valleys for you. By wise counsel. Stagnation 
will remain as long as you don't open up to wise counsel. Wise counsel is very critical in every area of life. Look at the Bible, what the Bible says. It says, for by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war and in the multitude of counselors their city. By wise counsel. Somebody say wise counsel. Take note, we are not looking at counsel. We are looking at wise counsel. There's counsel and there's wise counsel. In the book of Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14, where no counsel is, the people fall. In other words, they are stagnated. Where no counsel is, people are stagnated. People don't see progress. Where no counsel is, marital problems will remain forever. One issue someone has walked over and is enjoying, another is crying over it again and again because there's no wise counsel. Wise counsel. Where no wise counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, they are saved. Now, let's look at how practically this thing translated in the life of Moses. Now, you see, no matter who you are, no matter how anointed you are, you need wise counsel. You can be a prayer giant. Without wise counsel, you can't still be able to break through like you ought to. Moses was one man who you would have thought that he would not need anybody to counsel him. But at the time you have experience with God face to face, you have gone somewhere. He knew God. So God could tell him everything. In fact, it shows you how powerful wise counsel is. While I was reflecting on the sermon this afternoon, the Holy Ghost was just telling me that he will never tell you what he has put one, he has assigned a human being to tell you. The Holy Spirit will not come and tell you what he has already used someone to tell you. He won't. And uh, a lot of us sometimes, God uses people, he has set in place over us to bring certain directions into our lives and we just ignore it. Somebody can hear wise counsel like this and he will still be going his foolish way. From this moment, I see progress coming your way. Amen. Moses, God, see, God could have told Moses everything, but he didn't. And look at him. Exodus chapter 18, verse 7 to 9, quickly. And Jethro, Moses' father, New Living Translation, please. And Moses went out to meet his father-in-law. He bowed low and kissed him. They, they asked about each other's welfare and then went into Moses' tent. Verse. Now Moses told his father-in-law everything the Lord had done to Pharaoh and Egypt on behalf of Israel. He also told him about all the hardships they had experienced along the way and how the Lord had rescued his people from all their troubles. Verse 9. Jethro was delighted when he heard about all the good things the Lord had done for Israel as he had res rescued them from the hand of the Egyptians. Powerful. Now go to verse number 13. The next day, so this is the first day, Moses comes and then the father meets him, receives him. He meets his father-in-law, receives him, and then they go. The next day comes. Moses took his seat to hear the people's dispute against each other. They waited before him from morning till evening. That's stagnation. Morning till evening. You go to court and you are made to sit there morning till evening. Because instead of having more court, there's only one court. And everybody must go to that court. Can you imagine if we had only one high court in Ghana? No civil court is working. 
no other magistrate court. All these, every case from the villages to any case you have, you must come to Kumasi or go to Accra. One of the reasons why Africa is stagnated is because of one of some of these things. If you need a passport, Accra must give it to you. He says, the next day he sat down, waited before him from morning till evening. Moses' father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people. He asked, you see, this is very powerful. Moses' father, Moses didn't see anything wrong with what he was doing. But his father-in-law saw something different. Usually the people whom God has given us grace to receive counsel from, they always look at things from different perspectives. What we see and we are okay, they see and they see everything wrong. And when you don't understand that, you find it very difficult to receive counsel. What are you really accomplishing here? Why are you trying to do all this alone? Why everyone stands around you from morning till evening? Verse 15. Moses replied, because the people come to me to get a ruling from God. Verse 16. When a dispute arises, they come to me and I'm the one who settles the case between quarreling parties. I inform the people of God's decrees and give them his instructions. Verse 17. This is not good, Moses' father-in-law exclaimed. How dare you tell Moses what he's doing is not good? Mr. Jethro, have you ever met God before? One of the things that saddens my heart is when sometimes God gives me an opportunity to give counsel to someone and I know that obviously what this person needs is counsel. But sometimes because people don't want to receive counsel, they come to you and they come with the Holy Spirit has spoken to me. I'm not saying the Holy Spirit can't speak to you. Because me, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, I can't speak to you. No, I can't speak to you because the Holy Spirit, when, what he tells you, it cannot be wrong. So even if I see something wrong with what he's saying, I, once you said the Holy Spirit said, it must remain as it is. I hardly ever tell the Holy Spirit has spoken to me when I'm speaking with my spiritual fathers. No. He has spoken to me, true. I will tell them and help them confirm it so I know the Holy Spirit has truly spoken to me. He says, Moses, <laughs> what you are doing, he looked at him and told him, it's wrong. What you are doing is wrong. And this, you, <laughs> this is Moses routing signs and wonders everywhere. Moses spoke and Pharaoh was shaking. Moses spoke and the whole nation of Egypt came to a standstill. Very powerful man, but he was missing something. No matter how powerful or how wise you might think you are, you will always need an additional picture from another perspective. It helps you to become a better person. Can somebody give me an amen there? If you are clapping for the Lord, do it better. He says, you are going to wear yourself out and the people too. This job is too heavy a burden for you to handle all by yourself. Now listen. He said, listen to me. And let me give you a word of advice. That's what counsel is. Counsel is a word of advice. Wise counsel is a word of advice that is wise. And may God be with you. Did you hear what? He said, listen to me. I will give you wise counsel and then God will be with you. That means when you are lacking in wise counsel, God may be far from you. 
And I saw it in the scriptures. How when God wanted to destroy somebody, he put wrong counselors around him. Everybody gave him wrong counsel. And he went and destroyed himself. It's one of the cheapest ways to destroy your life. That's why you look at the book of Psalms. Psalm 1 verse 1. He said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Blessed is the man. In other words, if you are walking with the wrong counsel, you are cursed. Nobody has pronounced, but it's as dangerous as being cursed. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel. Cursed is the man that walketh in the counsel of the ungodly. May your ears be open to wise counsel. You should continue to be the people's representative before God, bringing their disputes to them. Teach them God's decrees and give them instructions. Show them how to conduct their lives. But select from all the people some capable, honest men who fear God and hate bribes. Appoint them as leaders over groups of 1,000, 150, 50, and 10. And verse 22, they should always be available to solve the people's common disputes. But have them bring the major cases to you. Let the leaders decide the smaller matters themselves. They will help you carry the load, making the task easier for you. Now, there is no school of administration that did not get the concept of administration from here. This is where it came from. If you follow this advice, oh, yeah, 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 tomorrow this one will work. If you follow this advice, <laughs> and if God commands you to do so, then you'll be able to endure the pressures. And all these people will go home in peace. Some people have brought untold pressure on themselves because simple word of advice, they won't listen. Uncommon pressure. They can't sleep because wrong counsel is what they are working with. Moses listened to his father-in-law's advice and followed his suggestions. Why you must seek wise counsel? One, there is nothing new under the sun. Most of the time when people are embarking on projects, Rather than make time to consult, somebody wants to marry, rather than make time to seek counsel, there are people who even marry, and they, they won't, you, you tell them come for counsel, they won't even come. Marriage. In this modern era, who marries without going for counseling? Those who even were counselor are having problems. Then you who is operating with common sense, you have bigger, mega problems. There is nothing new under the sun. Ecclesiastes 9, 1 verse 9 to 10. He says, the thing which has been is that the thing that had been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. The moment you make your life immune to wise counsel, you are simply saying what you are doing has never been done before. Because wise counsel is just learning from people who are more experienced than you, who may be more smarter than you, who may have more skill than you, people who have walked the same path you are walking before. That's all. That's what wise counsel is about. Before you became a lawyer, Silas, there were senior lawyers. Before you decided to go into medicine, Dr. Ope, somebody was a doctor. So when they are talking and you pocket your hands like this, they will stop talking. Am I communicating here? They will stop talking easily. They will stop. I remember when I was doing my project work. My project work. I did some entomology study. Something, something. And during that study, 
the doctor who was assigned to me and was helping me was only available for work at night. He was so busy that we couldn't meet in the day. And we could only meet at night. So when he goes for night duty, then I'll go there. Then, because in the night, some, and when we go, we also have to pray that no more, more cases will not come. Some nights, the place will get so busy. And then, I'll just be sitting down reading stuff. Other nights, the place is not so busy. So one day, there was a, a surgical case in the night. And I said I wanted to see it. I wanted to see it. He asked, in fact, he actually asked me whether I would like to go. I said, why not? Let me just go and see it. But I just went there to observe and they were doing the thing. I think it was a cesarean something they were doing. He was doing the cut up. At the point, he was almost cutting at some place. Then the nurse held his hand like this. Praise God. Later on, when he pulled up the baby, that's exactly where the baby's head was. But for the nurse's timely intervention, but if he had been any guy who was very insensitive, ah, what are you doing? Particularly when his student is standing by. Immediately. 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 There are some people, they are so lofty that nobody can talk about their matter. It's dangerous. Though. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Very. There's nothing new. Somebody said there's nothing new. Number two. We are all limited in knowledge. <laughs> we are all limited in not. That's why you need wise counsel because you are limited in knowledge. Most of the people who think they don't need counseling, usually they think they know too much. They know too much. They know too much. They know too much. And I tell you, no matter how much you know, the Bible calls it part. You always have partial knowledge. Only God has full knowledge. Every human being, no matter how learned he is, Pastor, apostle, prophet, bishop, whoever, nobody knows it all. We all have partial knowledge. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 9. He said, We know in part and we prophesy in part. From our natural perspective, we are limited. The Holy Ghost lives in us, and by Him, we have access to greater knowledge. But still, He makes sure that He does not put all knowledge into one person. Because the moment he, he feels, you remember, Apostle Paul said, lest I become puffed up because of the abundance of revelations. God knows that. Knowledge puffed up. So absolute knowledge will puff up absolutely. That's what the Bible says. So God gives everybody some knowledge. You have some, I have some, I have some. So when your own comes to a certain end, another person's own will take you to a next end. Am I communicating here? Very important. One American president I think, I think it's Woodrow Wilson. He said, do not use the brains you have. You must borrow all that you can. Don't use the brains you have. Borrow all that you can. And that is one vital key for excellence and continuous progress in life. If you function with your knowledge, it will soon finish. And when it finishes, you, you can see that you won't go far again. We are all limited in knowledge. You don't know it all and you cannot know it all. It's not that you know it all and you, oh, leave me alone. I will discover it myself. Listen, it's a foolish way to live your life. You don't know it all. Well, if you want to know it all, it means that you, uh, you undertake every course. Do chemistry, do uh, biology, and do uh, management. Do, it's, it's just like people who like to chop all their money. They don't want to give money to anybody. 
So they are themselves uh, cobblers. They are themselves uh, everything they want to do. Some. Sometimes I see some rich people and they call themselves rich and I see that they are very poor. Because they don't like to let money flow. Money is a currency. Electrical currency. It flows. Water current flows. We are all limited. Somebody say we are all limited. Number three, our lives on earth is limited by time. That's it. Even if you want to, you are, oh, you are a very serious student, you are a sharp student, you want to learn, your life on earth is limited by time. So if you want to learn, you won't have the time to learn everything. Our lives on earth is limited by time. In the book of Psalm 90, the New Living Translation, Psalm 90 verse 12, it said, teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Teach us. Life is brief. 120, God said. Moses said, 70 or 80. If you believe what Moses said, you go earlier. If you believe what God himself says and you release your faith for it, the maximum you can go is still 120. What can you accomplish in 120? What can you accomplish? What can you study? What, can, what subject? One, even one subject, you cannot master it completely in your lifetime. One subject. If you decide to go into astronomy, you can't master astronomy in your lifetime. Just one subject. That's why we don't have the capacity to live forever. And so the brevity of life makes it unwise. If you say, because there are people who say, I, I don't want to learn from anybody, I want to experience it myself. That is the height of foolishness. I said this word is the zenith of foolishness. That you want to live your life experience because some of the experiences you won't leave to tell the story. But the time you go through that experience, you're already dead. That's why wise people will always fall on the wisdom made available unto others. Number four, it helps you to glean useful lessons from painful experiences of others without going through their pain. You see, this is the benefit, one of the wonderful benefits of wise counsel. Helps you to glean useful lessons from the painful experiences of others without going through their pain. Dr. Mike Maddox said, you are either learning through mentorship or you are learning through mistakes. By all means, you are learning through some way. Either somebody is mentoring you or you are learning through mistakes. When you learn through mentorship, you go far and faster. When you learn through mistakes, you are delayed on the highway of destiny. You shall not be stagnated. I said you shall not be stagnated. You shall not be stagnated. You shall not be stagnated. Your amen is very, very weak. Three ways. Wise counsel empowers you to overcome stagnation. One, it makes you wise. It makes you wise. It makes you wise. I can't wait to talk about wisdom. It makes you wise. Wisdom makes you wise. It is very impossible to be wise and remain at one spot. Wise people are always moving forward. They are always making progress. You will make progress. You will see advancement. Proverbs 19.20 Hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. When you receive counsel, your end will be seen as wise. Your end. You always end well. And I see you ending well. Number two, it protects you from avoidable mistakes. 
Wise counsel protects you from avoidable mistakes. You see, lives, there are mistakes that are inevitable. They are, they are inevitable. That is why I actually have a problem with people who deliberately refuse wise counsel and go ahead and make such mistakes, particularly when the counsel is available for you. Because already, there are mistakes that no matter what you do, you will make them. Because that's what will make you a human. There are mistakes you make them. But when you listen to wise counsel, you limit the number of mistakes you make. You limit the number of mistakes you make. You limit them. And that's what will give you speed in life. Look at this long passage. New King James. And Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel had gone to Shechem to make him king. So it happened when Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, heard it. He was still in Egypt, for he had fled from the presence of King Solomon and had been dwelling in Egypt. Then they sent and called him. Then Jeroboam and the whole assembly of Israel came and spoke to Rehoboam, saying, Your father, verse 4, Your father made our yoke heavy. Now, therefore, lighten the burdensome service of your father and his yoke, which he put on us, and we will serve you. Verse so he said to them, depart for three days, then come back to me. And the people departed. Verse 6. Then King Rehoboam consulted the elders who stood before his father, Solomon, while he was still alive and said, how do you advise me to answer these people? Follow this. And they spoke to him saying, if you will be a servant to these people today and serve them and answer them and speak good words to them, then they will be your servant forever. Please take note of forever. Because that is the key. But he rejected the advice which the elders had given him and consulted the young men who had grown up with him, who stood before him. Praise God. He rejected it. He rejected it. And he said to them, what advice do you give? How should we answer these people who have spoken to you saying, lighten the yoke which your father put on us? Verse 10. Then the young man who had grown up with him spoke to him saying, Thus you shall speak to these people. Who have spoken to you saying, your father made our yoke heavy, but you make it lighter on us. Thus you shall say to them, my little finger shall be thicker than my father's waist. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, that was, the, that, that was the beginning. Solomon ruled over the whole of Israel. One foolish decision brought him to an end. Now, whereas my father put a heavy yoke on you, I will add to your yoke. My father chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scourges. Some of the modern translations say, I will chastise you with scorpions. 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 <laughs> Look, yes, my father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make it even more heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. Wait, look, go to verse 12. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Roboam the third day. And as the king had directed, saying, Come back to me the third day. Then the king answered them, the people roughly, and rejected the advice which the elders had given. You remember the elders told him, If you answer them kindly. But they rejected completely. This was an avoidable mistake. Why? Because he had access to wise counsel. So he didn't need to go this way. Do you know that this was a prophecy? 
it had been prophesied earlier that because of Solomon's misbehavior, it had been prophesied that after he's departed from the scene, the kingdom shall be departed. But did you see how the prophecy came to pass? Through wrong advice. Through wrong advice. There are people that God has given great destinies to, wonderful future to, but you are following wrong advice, leading yourself astray. Wrong advice. Number three, it gives you speed of accomplishment. Speed of accomplishment. Speed of accomplishment. That is what you shall experience from today. Speed of accomplishment. When you walk in wise counsel, you are not just running with your knowledge. You are running with multiple knowledge. So you have capacity to go fast. By listening to wise counsel, two things happen. You minimize your mistakes and you shorten your journey. No, be so. Because it's a journey other people have traveled before. So when you come on the frequency of their counsel, they share with you their mistakes and then you learn from their mistakes. So you are not going to make their kind of mistakes. And then your journey becomes quick and fast. That's why wise counsel is critical. We will look at part two of the same thing. I pray that your ears will be open to wise counsel. Talk to God and ask him for the grace to open up to wise counsel. Lord, help my ears. Make my ears soft. Open your mouth. Hold your ears. Because that's where wise counsel is. Pray, 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 Lord. Grant me the humility. Grant me. In Jesus' precious name. In Jesus' precious name. From this day forward, your ears shall perpetually be open. Wise counsel shall profit you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Your journey shall be fast. Your journey shall be swift. Stagnation is over. As you embrace wise counsel, you move speedily. You will be protected from mistakes. You will advance and advance. So it shall be in your life. You are blessed. Pastor Fuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory access and limitless prosperity to get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by pastor fuakwa please call 0540-122-670 or 0204-225-790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com get interactive with pastor fuakwa on facebook and twitter you can also visit our website at www.faithhouse chapel.com for any other information fellowship with us this and every sunday for our two english services 
6.30 a.m. First service, 8.45 a.m. Second service, and on Wednesdays for our Word Encounter service at 6 o'clock p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanaama Ejakuma Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santasi Roundabout, Kumasi, Ghana. God richly bless you. <laughs>